Today's reading comes from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Listen now for the word of the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Mary had never dreamed of being extraordinary. She was just a young Jewish girl who had such high hopes for an ordinary life. All she ever really dreamed of was being married to her fiancé Joseph and having a family, perhaps a few sons, and living quietly and faithfully together as Jews in an unforgiving world. She never really dreamed of greatness or adventure or becoming famous. After all, the Romans were always about, and you certainly didn't want to attract their attention. So Mary and the rest of the Jews had gotten used to the way things were. Well, certainly most of them weren't thrilled about it, and they still did talk about the day that the Messiah would come and set them free, not understanding why God's promise had not yet been fulfilled. And there were some who tried to make things happen on their own, but for the most part, they'd grown comfortable with the status quo. They knew there was little they could do to change things, so they just settled in to lead quiet, ordinary lives. Besides, there were rather severe consequences for those who did not. So it was that Mary was on her way to fulfilling her dream of having an ordinary life and an ordinary family. And one day the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. And Mary was perplexed at his words. And then the angel said, I've got great news for you, Mary. You are going to have a baby boy. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. He will sit on the throne of his ancestor David and rule over his kingdom forever. Whoa. 
That was a bit much for Mary to process. She was going to be the mother of the Messiah, the heir of David, the son of the Most High, the one for whom her people had waited for so long? What had she done to deserve this? She was just a humble peasant girl. But Mary was also no fool. And she knew full well how babies came into this world. And she knew that she had done nothing that possibly could have resulted in her being pregnant, for she had remained chaste and faithful to her fiancé, Joseph. So while becoming a mother was a dream come true, she wondered how on earth this could be possible. She also wondered what she might have to endure as a result. I mean, would Joseph abandon her when he found out? Would her family shun her? Would her village banish her? Or worse, would her life and the life of this baby be in danger? After all, the law was rather strict about those sorts of things. This was not the way she had envisioned her life going. And so Mary became very confused and probably a bit afraid, and she said to the angel, how can this be? That's the way the Christmas story begins, with a little bit of fear and a whole lot of confusion. After all, an unwed virgin peasant giving birth to the Savior of the world, the Son of God, how can that be? Now, certainly there are a lot of things about God that we don't fully understand. I mean, how can God be three persons in one? Why does God allow so much suffering to happen in the world? Why hasn't Christ returned yet? And what's up with the platypus? I mean, what, God didn't make up his mind? And mosquitoes, really? I mean, the list goes on, doesn't it? But if Christmas isn't near the top of your list, you're not paying attention. You're also probably not trying to read any of those indecipherable instruction manuals that typically come with children's Christmas toys that require assembly when you open them. Thank goodness I don't have to do those anymore. So just me, they seem to get less and less helpful year by year. But you know, those inscrutable manuals are really just about right for Christmas. I mean, you look at them and you, you know there's something wonderful on the other end of this confusing mess of words and diagrams, but you just can't seem to see how you're ever going to get from here to there. And so you sit there in confusion and probably a little fear wondering, how can this be? It's so often like that in life, isn't it? When some unforeseen or unwanted change interrupts our carefully arranged lives, or at least the lives that we've settled into and grown comfortable with. And in our confusion, we ask, how can this be that I've been diagnosed with cancer? How can this be that, that my spouse is now gone? How can this be that my child is in trouble? 
How can this be that I didn't get into the school that I wanted? How can this be that I'm still out of work? How can this be that my marriage has fallen apart? How can this be that I'm still not married? How can this be that my life feels so out of control and has been turned upside down? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. After all, you, you've tried to be careful, you tried to follow all the rules, and yet you end up feeling so confused wondering, how can this be? This isn't the way my life was supposed to go. What is it that God is doing in my life? Heck, where is God at all? It is precisely at this moment in life that you are ready for Christmas. For you see, Christmas is all about the mysterious salvation that God is conceiving in our lives that appears at first like one big ball of confusion. And when, like Mary, you hear the startling news of Christmas and wonder how it's ever going to turn out to be good news for you, it is then that you need to listen carefully and pay attention to the angel's words. Notice, before Gabriel shares this surprising news with Mary about her impending pregnancy. He assures her that she is not alone, that the Lord is with her. That's what Emmanuel means, remember, God with us. And that's what Christmas is really all about. The incredible news that the God of creation has come down among us in about the most surprising way imaginable as a helpless baby boy who would grow up experiencing what we experience, feeling what we feel, grieving as we grieve, suffering as we suffer, and dying as we die. So no matter what you're going through, you can be assured that Jesus understands and he's walking alongside you through it. You are not alone. That is the good news of Christmas. That in Jesus Christ, God himself has come down to be with you. And if you really believe that God was with you, then you wouldn't be afraid of whatever it is you are facing in your life, even when it doesn't make sense. Even when the odds are stacked against you. Even when you're wondering in confusion, how can this be? Now to be clear, not everything that happens to us in life is from God. But whether it's from God or not, you can always be sure of two things. That Jesus will be with you through it. And that nothing is beyond his power to redeem. For as the angel said to Mary, nothing will be impossible for God. For we just happen to have a God who specializes in making a way where there is no way. When Abraham and Sarah were too old to have children and Sarah was barren, God made a way where there was no way. When Joseph was wallowing away in Pharaoh's prison, wondering how his dream of ruling over his brothers was ever going to be fulfilled, God made a way where there was no way. When the Israelites were standing at the shores of the Red Sea with Pharaoh's army at their back and nowhere to go, God made a way where there was no way. When the Israelites were carried off into exile in Babylon, threatening all of God's promises to his people, God made a way 
where there was no way. When Mary was an unwed virgin, incapable of giving birth to the Savior of the world, God made a way where there was no way, for nothing will be impossible with God. It's just that so often for us, God's saving work in our lives seems to be a, a whole lot of chaos and confusion. I mean, even Mary would spend much of her life perplexed, wondering what was going on with this special boy of hers who was supposed to save the world. She would wonder at what Simeon and Anna would say about him when he was presented at the temple at eight days of age. Twelve years later, she would wonder again at Jesus' own mysterious words when after three days of searching, they finally found him in the temple talking with the religious teachers. Mary would wonder when Jesus would leave home to go out to become an itinerant preacher and at the strange parables that he would tell. She would wonder why Jesus kept angering powerful people and why so many people wanted to hurt him. And one Friday afternoon outside Jerusalem, as Mary watched her beautiful, miraculous son suffering to death on a cross, she would remember the angel's words that Jesus would sit on the throne of his ancestor David and rule over his kingdom forever. And she would wonder in confusion how can this be? For certainly to us, the grave seems to be the ultimate dead end, the final question mark on our existence, the greatest challenge to all of God's promises. But we have a God who just loves to make a way where there is no way. And because of this little baby who would be born in Bethlehem to Mary, now even the throes of death are but the birth pangs of new life. For when we believe in him, not even death itself can stand in the way of God's salvation in our lives. Even when it leaves us wondering, how can this be? For nothing. Nothing, nothing will be impossible with God.